Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota Metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My new album, White Knuckle Life, as well as my other original records, are available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by W.R. Bershay. Everyone thinks they have the best dog. And none of them are wrong. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 46. Last week's gigs wrap-up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. I'd like to have a big congratulations to my little friend Ella, who got a standing ovation from the entire place after she sang her solo line in the song, Volcano. Thursday, Mr. Brian Keith Johnson and myself jammed on out at YZ Bar and Grill, a.k.a. the Muni in YZ Minnesota. And a big thanks to our buddy Bob for all the Caddyshack one-liners and Christopher Walken imitations all night long. Friday, I played a solo show at Danny's at Stonebridge Golf Course in Stillwater, Minnesota, and had a great time playing Guess That 70s Cheesy Song with this table that was sitting right up front. Saturday, I played a solo show at Harbor Bar in Hager City, Wisconsin. It was another great summer working for Bradley Smith down there. And what a treat to see my friends Phil and Jeremy with the Everett Smithson Band that played after me. And they sounded incredible. And looking forward to having some of those guys in the podcast soon. Sunday, I played a solo show at 5 O'Clock Club in Cumberland, Wisconsin. It was raining all day. Didn't think the show would even go on. Ended up being a beautiful day and packed. And my mother brought my little niece, Emma, out there to see the show, her first show of mine, and I really appreciate that. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, August 31st, 2016. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8 to 10 p.m. Thursday, September 1st, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be jamming out at Lucky's 13 in Burnsville, Minnesota from 4 to 7 p.m. Friday, September 2nd, I'll be playing a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, the Reverend Brian Keith Johnson and myself will be rambling on up to Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock out at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar from 5 to 9 p.m. Guest this week is part two of two with canine inspired change founder Danielle Gracek. We discuss her journey getting canine inspired change started, Minnesota Dog Lover TV, the blues song Copper Bell, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Danielle Gracek, welcome back. 
Thanks for having Project, me, right? Mark Sterry. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. We're doing a part two Woo-hoo! with Danielle here. Uh, dogs and dogs, again, the subject of the music podcast today. Uh, last week, we talked about the 2017 Canine Inspired Change calendar. When I first picked up a dog, my golden retriever, Copper, I was looking to do some kind of therapy work mm-hmm. and try to different places, and it didn't quite work out. And this is the exact kind of program that I wanted to be in because of the agility, because of working with kids. Mm-hmm. It's, it was just great. So I wanted to ask you, how this, how would you dream this thing up? How'd this get off the ground? Yeah. Or what's your story, if you don't mind sharing it? I don't mind at all. So, um... Okay, well, oh, where do I start this whole thing? Um, so I've been a dog trainer for 16 years. Um, I had, where are you from, by the way? I'm from St. Paul. Okay. Um, like R- Rice, Maryland. Rice Streeter. Um, so I grew up kind of in an... Hmm. I had a lot of dysfunction in my life growing up, right? So I had a lot of pain. I was afraid a lot, um, but I did love my dog. And so um, animals just always felt like a natural connector piece for me. They always made me feel good, dogs especially. Um, What was your dog's name, if I can ask? Growing up? Yeah. Sally. What kind of dog was it? She was like a German Shepherd mix. I loved her so much. I'll never forget when we got her, my... Uncle, who is now passed, he was, by the way, in the Hell's Disciples. So that's kind of a glimpse into my family. You know what I mean? Like, it was, you know, it was a Rice Street family, you know, and everything that goes with that. Sponsorship in there from Hell's Disciples. Yeah, I should ask him. Um, So um, he just like found this dog somehow in his travels, brought her over to our house. And um, the first night that we had her, I wrapped all, I was probably like six, I wrapped all my blankets around her and she had to sleep in the kitchen and I like fell asleep around like wrapped around her in the kitchen and she just like dogs just always made me feel very comforted and safe so as I grew up you know people kind of scared me a little bit um and I I had trouble connecting with people until I found kind of like the party scene and like oh okay wait a minute this helps me feel not so scared this makes me feel okay and then um so as I kind of went through my 20s, it was fun, kind of partying, hit my 30s. It kind of wasn't fun anymore. And then one day I woke up and went, wait a minute, my life is not at all how I want it to be. I'm really, really um, making terrible choices for myself. And I'm also finding myself more and more addicted to these prescription pills, right? Um, it was a bad scene, Mark. It was really scary. It was really sad. I was um, just kind of... Um, I was desperate and hopeless, but I did have one light in my life, and that was my dogs. I really think that they tap into the place, that heart space, that you just, that's just pure love, you know? So um, I just, one of the biggest kind of motivations for me to find some help and get sober was, you know, my love for my dogs. And um, as a dog trainer, after I got sober, so I did. That's a whole other story, but um, I, I, as a dog trainer then, okay, I find myself newly sober, okay, I've cleaned my act up, I've cleaned my life up, and now what? Because I know I, I've been activated, right? I know now that in order to live a fulfilled life, I need to help other people. I didn't know that. Like, I didn't 
belong to a social group that practiced that. I, I just didn't know. And I just felt very disconnected kind of as a, as a result of it. So um, I thought, well, okay, I need to help people. I wonder if I could do that through my dogs. And then kind of right about the time that I was like kind of getting sober and exploring like what that would look like for me in my life and you know what would work and what wouldn't work, um, I got a random email from a school way out in Lakeville saying, hey, I'm send we're sending this email out to a bunch of different dog trainers in the area. We have a group of um, EBD kids, so it stands for Emotional and Behavioral Disorders, um, and we want to we want a dog trainer to bring some dogs out to work with these kids. And like, it was just like one of those like white light moments where you're like, this is what I need to do. Um, and so I drove out there. It's a long, you know, it's a long drive. I would just load up my dogs, drive out there once a week. And I just knew that it was something that I had to do. It was my contribution to the world. It gave me a greater purpose, a higher purpose. It made me feel some self-esteem for myself because I really didn't have any at that time. You know, addiction takes you to weird places and I felt kind of like a piece of crap, you know? Um, but doing this work now made me feel like I'm helping people. Like I'm getting out there, I'm doing something. And, and then once I kind of found that groove, like I just started to get calls from all these other schools. Um, hey, how can we get your program here? And at that point, I'm like, I didn't know it was a program. I thought I got one shot at this. I thought I could just like, wow, look at this one-time thing I get to do at the school. Like, I'm so lucky. Um, hope I get to do it every year. And then to people going, how can we get your program to our school? And then kind of in the midst of all that, I met an amazing human being named Katie Kramer, who is now our board chair. And she was in school um, in her in a... Um, her master's program for um, advocacy and political leadership. And for her final course, she had to create a fake nonprofit. But her and I became friends, and she's like, what you're doing is a nonprofit. And I didn't know anything about the nonprofit world either. Like, I don't have a high or I don't, I have a high school degree. I don't have a college education. Um, so I didn't really know much about that. And she's like, no, this is a nonprofit. And if you want help, I can help you. Um, and, you know, I said, sure, why not? And thank God I didn't know much about it because I was like, I don't, sure. Um, so she went to her professor and said, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what this other person is doing. I would love to create, instead of a fake nonprofit, a real one. Um, her professor, Marsha Abner, is a huge advocate in this political arena as well. And she's a huge dog lover and was like, yes, we need to help this woman do this. And it just kind of was born that way. And it, so it really, I don't think I started it at all. I think uh, it started me <laughs> once I got like removed all like the impediments to my well-being. It was like, okay, now she's ready. Boom, there you go. It's time for you to embark on your life's work. And it just ever since people have been showing up like you and, and all of our other amazing volunteers. And, you know, it's just, it keeps, it keeps growing. Wow. That's an excellent story. Thank you. How many years have you been doing it, first of all? Um, we've been an official nonprofit in, um, since the end of 2013, but I've been doing this work since about 2011. Okay. What's some of your favorite moments? Yeah. Most, uh, what's it, precious moments, yeah. special moments? Yeah. Uh, while doing Canine yeah. Inspired Change? Well, we um, ha have been working with the Wade Park Community School for a number of years now. And so 
Um, one when we go there, we have um, one group that comes the first hour. They're usually third and fourth graders, and then another group that comes the second hour. So we do two, two hours with them because it's just helping their population so much. Um, so and and the second hour is like fifth and sixth. I'm not sure I said that. Um, so one of the fifth graders who had been through just like you know just terrible trauma this poor kid and just didn't know how to deal with his life he you know would have a really really insane outburst you know aggressive outburst and it started to be where he would do anything he could to get out of class his own class like his own classroom so that he could get to canine inspired change class so um oftentimes he'd be running through the halls trying to get to us because he wanted to be there the entire time we were there and he couldn't wait for you know the second hour he just wanted to be by the dogs so this particular day he was able you know we hear all the screaming and he breaks into the auditorium where we are and he's cursing and screaming it's scary quite frankly and he lodges himself into the tunnel into the dog training tunnel that we use for on our course. And he's in there screaming and crying. And, you know, there's all these people that are trying to get him out of there. Um, and um, so I walk over with Sharpie and Kenai and just ask them if they you know, could part the ways. And as soon as he sees the dogs, it's like a switch turned off. He stops screaming. He looks up. I'm like, can you pet the dogs? He pet the dogs. I'm like, come on out and you can sit on the, you know, the edge of the stage and just let's breathe together. And he's just sitting there breathing with the dogs and everybody's just standing there, mouths dropped open, eyes wide open. Like we knew this worked, but whoa, you know. Um, so it was just a really clear moment where it was like, wow. It just immediately these dogs change the frequency of the emotional state. Yeah. Wow, that's a great story. Yeah. Um, I want to share one of my favorites. Yeah, please do. Do you remember, because you always ask the kids what their, you rank one through ten, yeah. how they're feeling that day. One's bad, ten is good. Mm -hmm. And I know in our group, with my mm -hmm. dog Copper and myself, there was a, a kid in there, you asked her what her number was. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it was the first time around, mm -hmm. like an eight or something, yeah. whatever. Then at the end of the class, you said, what's your number? And she said, 14. I know. And she goes, you want to know why? And you're like, yeah, why? She goes, I'm glad I met Copper. She changed everything for me. I mean, right. And Could I was just... like, wow, it made me actually, being a musician in this nightlife scene, it made me actually feel like, wow, we are doing something good here. Yes, it, it, it is amazing. It is life-changing for a lot of these you know, the participants of our, of our groups. It's wild. Um, what's some upcoming stuff or upcoming classes you guys have going on? Yeah, so we're really excited that we are going to be offering um, our own canine-inspired change therapy dog certification class. So what's been happening up until now is that, you know, um, I meet these amazing people and think, gosh, you would have a great therapy dog or your dog would be great at this. Or people come to me and they already have a therapy dog and they see us on online or whatever. Um, and then I kind of tell people, okay, but we do, what we do is a little bit different than regular therapy. Like we're, we're training the dogs. They're going through tunnels. They're going over jumps. We put on a final performance at the end. So, um, now we are, we're going to have a course, which you can take with your dog that prepares you specifically to be really successful in our course. 
So um, we'll have that up on our website coming up. Um, it's definitely going to be up this winter. Um, and I think it's just going to be a really affordable four weeks long, so one hour a week. And at the end, you'll have the option to um, – Take an evaluation with probably me as the evaluator yeah. to start out with. And then if you pass your evaluation, um, you'll be able to sign up on our website, get your own canine-inspired change therapy dog badge, and um, you know, be, be ready to go to be part of the team. Wow, that's great. Um, you're thinking with this winter, people will be able to yeah, do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're, I'm actually working with... Uh, you know, reaching out to a few people right now. So, um, if anybody <laughs> has skills in this area, we need web support is what we really need is, you know, I have all the ideas, um, and we definitely know exactly what it is we want to do, but it, you know, it requires some kind of intricate web setup as far as uh, signing up and then also like generating badges and then storing all the information and things like that. So that's just what we're waiting on. We will have it up um, you know, I mean, we'll keep you posted. Sounds good. What's some of your goals moving forward yeah. with Canine Inspired Change? Well, what I just told you, that's definitely a goal. Another goal is to, you know, reach as many people as possible. Do you want to be like the the St. Paul version of Caesar Milan thing like that or no? Well, <laughs> I mean, Caesar Milan, he yes. works a he works a ton with energy healing. If you ever watch that guy, he's all about energy. He's a master, like energy healer, really, is what he's doing. Um, he really listens to people, um, and he's able to tap into something that really lets people be empowered, and so that they can step up and and work with their dogs. I like him, but um, what I would like to do is get our program to other cities. So I'm really excited about, we will do that. And we've had a couple inquiries, um, but we are, um, you know, it's definitely a goal to get a packet, kind of a web packet together where people can buy our course curriculum and kind of teach the teacher. Maybe I go, you know, I'm not exactly sure what it looks like right now, but maybe I go for a weekend or, um, and help people kind of set this up in their neck of the woods, but we would really like to reach a broader scope here because we, we have a behavior analyst and we know what we we're doing is working. We're taking, you know, data. Um, and we just would love to, to spread that far and wide, you know? Sounds great. Sounds great. Um, something we were going to talk about last episode, we were going to bring up this episode on kind of lightening up a little bit as we're finishing up here. Uh, Minnesota Dog Lover TV. Yeah. Did you see you're writing a song or recording a song? Oh, my gosh. Yes, Mark. I can't even believe it. So, okay. So, Lori Potter, who is another angel in my world, um, has Minnesota Dog Lover TV. She's And she also has Howling Husky Productions. So, she does videos, right? She's, she's an amazing videographer. Um, so, she's done a few videos with us, and we were talking about different ways to market them and she writes all the songs for her videos like the background music and we were sitting there talking one day she's like you know what would be cool I'm like what she's like what if I wrote a song for you guys we could put it on iTunes that would be another great way to raise money I'm like are you serious Lori she's like let me noodle around and send you over some things so she sends me over this really amazing catchy song right um uh the 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 music to it right and she said do you have any 
have any lyrics in mind? What, what, like anything come to mind? I'm like, well, let me think on this. Once again, I went on my morning med- walking meditation with my dogs. And I was like, well, let me see. And then boom, like all these lyrics came through and I came home and wrote them all down. So right now we, we do have, you know, like, uh, we have the music, we have the lyrics, but we haven't gone any further with like getting a production quality yet, but we definitely are, Heading in that direction. What's the song title? Um, Good Vibe Tribe. Nice. <laughs> so it's like the, the, the tagline is, I will help you and you will help me. The dogs lead the way to CIC. Wow. Yep. And then we, uh, oh, backing up a little bit is everybody's got a light inside calling in my Good Vibe Tribe. Very so, cool. Yeah. Well, you could get some of the folks in the calendar, like Sims from Doom, and like and you, me and Siegler, we'll take yes. a verse or something like we that. We would love that. We need to talk more about that. All right, sounds good. Um, Danielle Grachek, thanks for being on the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. Thanks for letting me in your beautiful home and hanging out with the, with the dogs. I haven't seen them in a while. Looking forward to getting involved in some this fall. Copper needs to get back to back to work. Totally, with you. she's starting to slack off a little bit. <laughs> um, Anywho, so story behind the song segment, I guess. I don't know. I'll. What's some good dog songs? Well, just as long as you don't use Who Let the Dogs Out, because I will physically hunt you down and kill you. I was thinking about <laughs> sampling in there, but good thing you didn't say that. Uh, I did write a song on my latest record uh, I named after Copper. Use it! Copper Bell, it's called. It's actually in the intro of the podcast, but I was I really liked playing harmonica and I would yeah. be able to kids sometimes. Yeah, 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 we love that. But uh I was learning all these big Walter Horton songs, this really hard blues riff. And mm-hmm. so Copper, when I first got her, we'd driving the car to these gigs mm-hmm. and all over. And she had to listen to me practice this riff yeah. over and over and over yeah. and over. So finally I came up with a song about it and it's just an instrumental blues tune and and I thought I'd name it after Copper because she had to bear through listening to this <laughs> for miles and miles and miles. Use it. So maybe we'll be that story behind the song. So thank you, Danielle. Again, thank you, Mark. people, how do they get a hold of this calendar and any more information about Canine Inspired Change? www.canineinspiredchange.org or um, Instagram, CIC underscore therapy dogs. Or Facebook, uh, Canine Inspired Change. All right. Thanks, Danielle. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Stary Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you or your business are interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact me via email at markstereomusic at gmail.com. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.